0: When Chris and I were asked to do today's service, I had no idea what kind of service it would be. I had no idea what kind of a year we would be heading into. We were asked to do this before the November election. Would we need to find words that would give us hope when we felt there was none? Would we need to find words that would remind us that not everyone believes the same as we do? And we need to be gracious in our win as in our losses. The election came, and I could see that there was a light at the end of the tunnel, and unlike in a good Looney Tune cartoon, it wasn't the light of an oncoming train. Still, I wondered, what can I say that anyone wants or needs to hear? Then, on a normal Wednesday morning, inspiration hit, literally. My young neighbor A little boy, about three, was getting out of his car, and he face-planted into the parking lot. He did what was expected. He started crying. Mom ran to him and picked him up. She made sure that the trauma was more emotional than it was physical. But while mom ran to him, his sister ran into the house. She came running back out carrying his shiny red fire truck. Mom gave hugs and kisses. Sister gave him a fire truck. The fire truck dried up his tears, stopped his crying, and like magic turned everything around. Like magic, it turned his crying into another sound. The sound of a siren running. My first thought was, I'm glad he's alright because that was a hard fall. My second thought was, I wish a shiny toy fire truck could fix all of our problems as well. When I thought about it, I realized that it wasn't just the fire truck that fixed the problem. It was something in the child, something that we as adults have forgotten. And as I thought more about it over the days, I realized that we spend so much time trying to get children to grow up and act like adults, that we miss the point. Children are more resilient and have more coping skills than we understand or than we take for granted. They know how to deal with life's problems because we let them deal with them however they can when they're small. But there comes a point when we say enough time to act like a grown-up. When my mom passed away, our various communities were wonderful with my children, telling them that their grandma loved them still and would always be there with them in their hearts. Then these same people would come to me and tell me things like, she's in a better place now. And you'll be fine. My thought, when did I get too old to be reminded that my mom will always be with me in my heart? When do we all get too old to stop doing the things that brought us comfort as a child? Is there a magical number? If there is, can I suggest that we up that to like 110? It really shouldn't surprise us that many children are infatuated with fire trucks. Fire trucks come when everything in our life is going wrong and they take care of everyone and they solve the problem. That is a power that children can see and a power they understand. Children have lots of skills that we call play. But maybe instead of just saying they're great at playing, we should ask, what can I learn from these children? Do you remember making forts out of blankets and couch cushions? It wasn't just a way to antagonize your brother with a no boys allowed sign. Sorry, all four of my brothers. It was creating a safe place where you could be who you were. No judgment. Does that sound familiar? What kind of world were we working towards as adults? A place where everyone feels safe can be their authentic self, no judgment. Imagine peace negotiations if everyone had to sit on the floor together in a blanket fort instead of at a table where someone got to feel like they were more important or they were in charge. As adults, we like to think that we're smart, and we know it all. And we like to see if we can make money off of how smart we are. One of the largest growing industries is the adult coloring book industry. They remarket crayons, pens, pencils, and books for adults. And the adults talk about, oh, how creative it makes them feel, and how calm it makes them. Hmm. I wonder who else uses coloring and then drawing to calm themselves and express their feelings. Often we ask children to draw what they feel because we recognize that they may not have the vocabulary to express their feelings. When children hand us a drawing, we ask them questions like, what do you see in this drawing? And we give comments like this purple animal. You know, I never realized that cows really wanted to be purple. What a great idea. Then we get older and we stop looking at the drawings as expressions of the inner self and start pointing out all of the flaws because we know cows really aren't purple. People stop drawing because they cannot live up to the expectation of perfect. Perfect what? I work at Eshore with the children. And I'm often asked why I work with the children. And often asked if I think I miss things because I work with the children. When I give my answer that I work with the children so I can still play with crayons with no judgment, people laugh thinking I'm making a joke. It's not a joke. Working with the children allows me to stay in touch with my child. And what does it do for me? I notice that I'm able to handle my anxiety and my anger, all of that that I felt over the last year, a little differently and a little better because I break out a box of crayons. There's something calming and magical About the smell of a new box of crayons. Thank you Crayola for that one. Take a moment now and think of your favorite thing as a child. If you feel like it, type it in the chat and share with all of us. Think about that thing you're thinking, that thing from your childhood. What was it? Think about when you gave it up. Why? Did it stop being useful? Or did someone tell you you needed to be an adult now? What did that toy give you? What was its importance to you? Do you have something in your adult life that gives you that same feeling? Our chalice today is made out of Lego. And the altar is decorated with toys. These are all things that mean something to people in my family. But at the same time, they're things I use every day. Things that keep me connected to the child and remind me that no matter how bleak things look, I can find calm and joy in the small things in life. The last year was hard. They took away our ability to hug one another. Have you tried hugging a teddy bear? Maybe that will help. I understand. As adults, we have to look at things somewhat differently. And I get it. If I were to faceplant out of my car, it would probably start with a trip to the emergency room. But could I learn something from that? Could I learn something from the red fire truck? Not to let the faceplant out of my car ruin my entire day, my week. Not to take away my ability to find joy. The next time life seems overwhelming or unfair, downright mean, the next time the news makes you angry, open a box of crayons, pull out that bin of Legos that's hiding in the back of your closet, grab a teddy bear, reach for the child in you and find the joy in the child. We have big tasks ahead as adults, big things to work on. But maybe a new box of crayons and a pile of Lego can help us find better, more creative ways and solutions to these problems. The next time you see a child playing Instead of just smiling and saying, look, they're playing so nicely. Think about what can I learn from the way they're playing? Then join them in their play. Maybe if we all remember how to be a child, we can all figure out how to be better adults. Blessed be.